three, two. All right, what is going on, gang? This is another episode of the Wall Street Poppy podcast. I am here on IG Live with some amazing people. And today we're going to learn a couple of different things. For one, I'm going to give you guys an overview of what's going on with why things are expensive, how it's looking like this year versus last year, and also some tactics and key takeaways from a multi-million dollar entrepreneur that really helped me out. So hopefully it would help you out as well. So let's get right into it. So the first thing here, in 2023, in July, the prices of things we buy in the US went up by 3.2% compared to the same last time last year. That's a little bit less than what people were expecting. The prices of stuff that we really need, food and energy, went up by 0.2% just in that month. However, the prices for where we live, which is called shelter costs, went up even more, about 0.4% in the month and about 7.7% from a year ago. So more or less, this is expected from what we see from market sentiment on the news, interest rates, things of that sort. I just wanted to give you a quick overview of it. Nothing really significant that stands out. Right? It's just a year time frame. But just to be aware of where the trend is kind of headed is um, super important. Right. So we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Interest rates are going to keep going up, maybe. Who knows? But I will keep you guys updated if I hear anything else. Okay. So this portion of the the podcast is, is going to be the bulk of it. And it is an excerpt from a a panel that I saw two weeks ago from Alex Ramosi, which if you guys, well, not if you guys, you guys should watch it. It's really good. It's called How to Get So Rich. You question the meaning of making money. Very cool title. But either or, he has a lot of good takeaways and we're going to go through them here. So let's get after it. The first thing that Alex Hermosi addresses is what is work, right? So work, many of us claim to work exceptionally hard, right? And it's true. Most of us work extremely hard. Most of us maybe work 10 to 16 hour days. And what Alex Ramosi is trying to emphasize that it's not necessarily about like how hard you work because he says that in China, there's tons of people that work 16 plus hours a day. So like in theory, everyone is working hard, right? Obviously that's not true. But for the most part, there's a lot of people that are extremely hard working. So identifying, okay, like how can we do something differently to get better, better results, right? So he says also effort is the equivalent of a participation trophy. Kind of hit me a little bit. I was like, dang, what do you mean effort is a participation trophy? And same thing. He says like, if someone acknowledges myself for my effort and says, man, you put in so much effort to all of this, but there's no results. In reality, it kind of is like a participation trophy. Kind of is like a participation trophy. So we'll keep going, but just having those little realizations kind of hits. Sometimes it hurts a little bit, but I, I feel like they're very true. Okay. So then in the panel, Alex Ramosi gives the definition of work, right? So he says, what is work? And he puts it into a formula. So he says, work is equal to your outputs. 
and he says, okay, like what are outputs? Outputs are volume times leverage. Okay, so in layman terms, it's about the number of times you do something multiplied by how much you could get out of each instance. All right, so leverage is important in life. If you are just working on your own things and you don't figure out a way to, let's say, outsource some of the work, you are not utilizing the internet. You're not utilizing the leverage that is out there for you to do more high priority items and focus your time elsewhere. So I think it's very important to obviously work hard, right? Like working hard is super important. Like even though this, um, this panel kind of emphasizes that it's not all about that, but what I can tell you from my standpoint that working hard will separate you for sure. But it's also like, okay, once we work hard and once we're doing what we need to be doing, how could we work smarter? And that's kind of like the emphasis of this whole thing. So the, the basic thing is how can we work faster, right? So your work rate, right? So your work rate is the volume times leverage divided by the time you work. So that means that in theory, the hardest working person in the world can objectively be measured by net worth, right? So like I said, he's giving his definition of work. He gave a formula on work. Now he's defining what the hardest working person what that basically criteria is and his criteria he's saying is net worth, right? So he's saying in theory, the hardest working person in the world is Elon Musk. And to give you guys some crazy stats, this man, Elon Musk in 2020, increased his net worth by $140 billion. And in 2021, he increased his net worth by $121 billion. So it's insane. So in this formula, if you apply net worth, he's saying, you take the net worth of an individual divided by the time. So it's pretty insane. If you do 260 billion divided by two years, that's his output. So pretty insane set, all right? Now this is, this is where things get good in this. He's saying, how can we increase our output? How can we increase our output? So as we said, output equals the volume times leverage doing more is limited by time and physical ability, all right? So I could sit here all day and, you know, let's say it was on the topic of podcasting. I could just do podcasts myself all day, but in theory, if I had a team of people that would do podcasts for me, right? Like I had my own show and I wasn't the only person talking, that is a form of leverage and your outputs would increase because I could put out a ton more episodes because it's not just me physically having to sit here and talk through the microphone. Right. So however you gain the leverage is important to at least be aware of how you could gain it. So the leverage that he talks about is in the form of building a network or a team. Okay. So once again, building a network or a team, this is super important guys. Definitely take that with you. Stages of change. Okay. This is the cycles that he talks about in entrepreneurship or in business in general. And he broke it down into seven different stages. Okay. So he says, this is typically how it goes, right? So for stage one, for stage one, it's uninformed optimism. So the first stage is where someone's optimistic about a new venture and 
often without fully understanding any of the challenges. So you're just going into it thinking, oh man, this is going to be the greatest opportunity in my life. I'm so hyped. Let's go. Right now, stage two comes in. It's called informed pessimism. So informed pessimism, as one acquires more knowledge, they become aware of how difficult it is and the obstacles involved in their path. Right. So this could apply to my kids. When I first said, I want to build a personal brand, let's go. I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm gonna get a million followers in a year. Let's go, man. But you know, once you go through the trials and tribulations, you realize, okay, it's, it's not as easy as it looks, right? Like, uh, but yeah, informed pessimism. Stage three, crisis of meaning. A point where the challenges become overwhelming and an individual questions the purpose or meaning of their efforts. So this is kind of like a bottom point in that situation where you're starting to question, man, was this actually worth it? Should I have done this venture? Should I started this business? And that's a point where he says that most people either think of quitting or start quitting, right? So that's stage three. Stage four is crash and burn. So many people either give up or start a new venture at this point. And this is, he says, it's a very dangerous place, like stage four of crash and burn, because a lot of people will try this one thing, work on it for a little bit, maybe a year or two, then stop, try another thing, and then they'll restart the cycle and go from stage one all the way to four and reset and keep resetting, keep resetting. And he says this is detrimental to your growth because this is the point where people either quit or they keep going and break through that that wall where a lot of people stop. So it's important to identify like if it's something that you truly want, you got to stick through it. You got to stick through it, follow your gut and um, just keep going through it. Keep going through the hardships. So that's a very important thing, right? So let's move on. Let's say you were at a crash and burn. Most people either give up or start a new um, point rather than crashing and burning. You say, let's actually continue along with the business, right? So this is informed optimism. And once individuals overcome the crisis of meaning, they gain a more realistic and positive perspective and have learned from their experiences. So they could leverage this to keep growing. And then usually after that stage, it's achievement. So this is a stage where you're focused on effort starting to yield results and success begins to materialize and monetize. And then lastly, the last stage is what he calls sticking to one thing. So the emphasis and the importance of this is that we have to avoid distractions and focus on a single product or service. So don't venture off into so many different things. Honestly, sometimes we overcomplicate the business or we overcomplicate what we're trying to do and it makes it harder for us to be successful in it, okay? So for example, he had a friend that was in the construction uh, business and his friend was having a tough time in getting more clients and trying to grow. And her mostly goes, okay, like, what are you currently doing? And he's like, oh, well, I renovate houses. Oh, but I also do uh, construction. Oh, but I also make new properties and I also do roofing. And then Hermosi was like, why don't you just do one thing? Just stick to roofing and do that. He's like, oh, well, uh, I'll get more clients if I do more. And he's like, but you're overcomplicating it and not focused on anything. So all your services are not as optimal it, rather than comparing it to someone that does one thing perfectly, right? So usually in life, we need to focus on one little thing and get really good at it. So to give you an example, 
um, there's a self-made billionaire woman named Diane Hendricks. She is the wealthiest self-made woman in the world with a net worth of $12 billion. And her business is legit roofing, right? She does, she, she only does roofing. Her company's called ABC Supply Roofing Company, right? So, mind you, this woman is the most wealthiest woman in the world, $12 billion, and all she does is roofing. So, it's pretty interesting to hear her mostly talk about the focus on a specific business. You need to hone in on the product or service and not venture off into too many different things. Just focus on that one thing, try to perfect it, and try to get elite at it, right? Okay. Okay, so this is actually a funny part from Hermosi's panel. He talked about inverted solutions. It kind of makes you realize sometimes we, we think um, not rationally. So this is inverted solution. So obviously everything I'm saying here, it's the inverse. So he says, avoid seeking help. Opting to make all your mistakes independently and persist in repeating those mistakes without any change. When you hear it in the inverse, it kind of sounds silly, but sometimes... I'm reading this. I'm like, I legit probably done all of this shit. I've not optimized in seeking help. I've opted to make all the mistakes myself rather than seeking individuals that have done the same thing that I've done and learning from them. And I probably persist in doing a lot of things that aren't really leveraging how fast I could grow and, and move that scale. So in order for myself to at least help out with this, I've actually have to write this down, setting a monthly reminder for myself. So it is a reminder to say, I need to constantly seek out individuals that are within the same niche and, and leverage that and learn from their mistakes. So this is something that, this is probably the most important thing from this podcast, 1000%, 1000%. And once again, this ties back to what Hermosi talked about of utilizing leverage all right so the next thing this one's pretty dope he talks about the woman in the red dress so there's a scene in the matrix where i think neo is walking with morpheus and they're doing some sort of training exercise and this smoke show of a girl walks by in a red dress and neo for a split second gets distracted and morpheus says like you see that right there that could get you killed just for having your attention pretty much venture off for a split second. And I guess the takeaway is that you have to become the person who could resist the, I guess, like the allure of distractions, right? So learning to say no to temptations at any level. And for this podcast, the intention is to talk about it from a business standpoint. So staying committed to your idea and to your business model even if let's say your friend or someone, your colleague has a business that's blowing up for them, right? Like you have to really stay locked in as to what you want to do, because if you constantly jump off your boat and try to do other things, you'll never go through those stages of what it takes to kind of scale your business, right? So you have to prioritize your thing and avoid the trap of constantly changing what you're trying to do. So stick to what you know and resist the temptation of the next shiny thing, right? Cool. All right. The next thing right here, boring is sexy. Corey. So boring is sexy. Focus is essential. 
think about what you already know you should be doing in your business, but haven't been doing consistently and prioritize these tasks. So a lot of times, once again, building a business is hard and it takes a lot of doing things that we don't want to do. So you have to become the person that says no to distractions and focus on what truly matters for your business. Take the perspective of a coach or mentor and advising yourself for on what actions to take. So implementing this mindset will lead to better results. Cool. All right. Couple more takes. Better is leverage. The concept of better is leverage is highlighted, suggesting that improving existing processes, offers, or strategies leads to more significant gains that constantly search for new ideas. Leverage is achieved by increasing the output from the same input, and this can be done by refining and optimizing what is already known to work. The best example I could give is, let's say you're running advertisements on Instagram. You have to do what's known as A-B testing. You have to compare two advertisements that are identical and change, let's say, some sort of category. So if you're targeting people in London, in the United Kingdom versus people in Australia, you could A-B test geographic location. So you say, hey, this ad actually performed significantly better in Australia. So you could be like, okay, let's eliminate uh, United Kingdom. Now let's do two ads, both in Australia, and now let's do age groups. Let's do 15 to 20 and then 25 to 30 on this one, right? One ad performs significantly better. All right, cool. Now we know the age range. And you do these things and break it down in those ways that you could really focus and hone in as to how to marginally improve these things. And sweating the small details is something that Steve Barlett, Tim Grover talk about highly. And you have to be aware of these things and, and take note of it. And for myself, what I've done is created these kind of like to-do list items and consistently taking note of what's working, what's not working. And over time, if you do that for 100 days, which is something Hermosi also talks about, rule of 100, you will effectively get better at the end of it. So um, definitely very important takeaway. Um, and then lastly, I just wanted to highlight all the things that I just talked about in the past 20 minutes. So this is kind of like a speed around thing. So number one, output comes from volume and leverage. This formula highlights the importance of both doing more, which is volume and optimizing the effectiveness of your action leverage. So output comes from volume and leverage. How do we achieve leverage in a very basic way? You know, you usually have to get a team of people that can do work for you, right? That's basically the, the main way to use leverage. Leverage can also be in the form of the internet and utilizing either advertisements, uh, leveraging different softwares to get sh shit done, right? Number two, you must do more and get more from what you do. So this statement reinforces the idea that consistent effort and continuous improvement are essential. To succeed, you need to not only do more, but also extract more value for each action you take. Banger. Number three, the way to get more from what you do is to first do everything you do better. The path to improvement and success starts with optimizing your current activities. Before exploring new ventures, focus on refining your existing processes, actions, and this could yield you huge benefits. So once again, what I've done this very recent, I've set a list of non-negotiables I have to do every single day, but I'm also keeping record of the things I'm doing. So I like it because now I could have a journal and a log of things that I'm doing and say, you know what, this was something I did. This is the result from it. And this is how I think I could get it slightly better, right? And once again, Michael Phelps 
at the peak of his career, the peak of his career when he was basically Aquaman winning gold medals for everything, he knew he couldn't physically beat his time by three seconds. It was impossible. There's no shot. But this guy still trained every single day intensely. And his goal was just to improve his dime by 0.001 seconds. All right. So the marginal gains matter. And having those marginal gains in mind will lead you to action because sometimes if you if you try to be a perfectionist and think you, for example, if you want to make a podcast and you look at all these podcasts on YouTube, you're going to get intimidated because you're going to think, man, how do I go from zero to that? When in reality, all you need to do is open your camera, hit record and start talking. And then from there, you'll get better. You'll say, okay, well, I think the light's a little off in my room. Let me just turn on this light. Or, okay, that lighting's cool, but I need a better light. Go on Amazon and buy a light. The audio is a little bit, okay, okay, cool, buy a mic. And you start getting better like that with those little marginal gains. So not being a perfectionist is massive. Okay. The way you do that is to focus on one thing for a long time without distractions. Okay. So emphasize the power of sustained focus. Stay locked in on what you want to do. Don't get swayed by what other people are doing. If your friends are making a shit ton of money on something, don't just automatically jump off the thing you're doing to go join them. Right, like do what you want and know that it's going to take these cycles that Hermosi talked about of like extreme confidence at first, understanding that it's uh, not as easy as it looks, then crash and burn. And then from there, you could either like come out the, the storm or the fire and, and just freaking soar or try something else, right? All right, guys. So, I'm hoping there was some good takeaways, some good gems from that. I myself learned a lot from this one. And to be honest, the biggest highlight of this that I really want to leave you guys with is this one in here with inverted solution. So this is the opposite of what we should be doing once again. So it's saying avoid seeking help, opting to make all your mistakes independently and persist in repeating those mistakes without any change. Think about that. We have to do the opposite of this to get better and get better faster and in a method that is more optimal. Right. so hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you guys want to check it out, it is on Spotify. It is on Apple Podcasts, and I greatly appreciate all of you. And if you guys want a free PDF document every Saturday with all the notes I learned every single week, you guys got to go check out wallstreetpoppy.substack.com and there just drop your email and you're good to go forever. All right, gang. So hopefully you guys have a great day and I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.